Hello, Pablo, and welcome to the Three Way Quizo podcast. First, you ruin our language, then, you make a game of rugby last three hours, and now you're messing around with pub quizzes. All we have left is tea and cricket, and cricket shit. Hello, Pablo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Three Way Quizzo podcast for the week of Sunday, April 29th, 2012. Hello, everybody, and welcome like I said before, to the podcast. Uh, if you haven't listened before, this is what this is going to be. It's going to be a genuine Philadelphia-style pub quiz. That's three rounds of questions. It's typically a written game. If you're playing against somebody else, that means don't shout the answers out because you'll just be helping them. If you're playing by yourself, feel free to shout the answers out. Um, so there are three rounds of questions. I'll do questions and then answers at the end, and then we'll do round two questions and then answers, and then round three, questions and then answers. Uh, one of those three rounds, you get to use a joker. When you joker around, it's like a blind double. All of the regular points that you got right, they will double in value. So if you're feeling really confident about how you did on a round and you joker and you got eight right, you'll get at least 16 points. Uh, keep in mind a couple of very important things about the joker, though. First of all, you only get to joker one of your three rounds, okay? Also, you do have to choose to use the joker before you hear any of the answers to the round. Like I said, it's a blind double. And most importantly, only your 10 regular points can double in value. Bonus points, extra credit points, they never double. To get a bonus point, you do have to get the underlying original question correct. So like if there's a bonus on question one and you get question one wrong, but you get the bonus correct, that's not worth any points. Okay? Okay. What else? Team limit is typically six people per team, but since you are doing this on your own terms, do as you see fit. Uh, that said, though, there's no cheating. Don't cheat. I mean, you can cheat, but boy, oh boy, what a baby shithead you are. Uh, not you. Theoretical you. Um, that means no books or magazines or newspapers or computers or cell phones or Kindles or Nooks or anything like that. Uh, no reference materials. Just your brain. Use it well. Also, spelling is not all that important in this game. You are not going to lose points simply for misspelling an answer, unless, of course, the question was to correctly spell something. Same thing goes for full names, unless I say otherwise. A full name is not necessary. Just a first name or just a last name is usually good for the point. Don't abuse that, though, right? Like, if I forget and there was a question about the Brady Bunch and you just put down Brady, that's shitty. You know, identify the specific person... Sometimes, believe it or not, I make mistakes. That means that uh, sometimes maybe you guys come up with a correct answer that I overlooked, in which case, feel free to overrule me. But also, please, 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 feel free to lord it over me. Please, I ask you, if you think that I am wrong, shoot me an email. The email address is 3waykwizzo at gmail.com. That's the number 3-W-A-Y. Q-U-I-Z-Z-O, threewayquizzo at gmail.com. That way we can all together make the podcast better. And most importantly, this is a drinking person's game. Whatever you have, be it water, soda, booze, the hard stuff, even a glass of milk. I was going to record this with a yerba mate, but it's too late in the day to be drinking yerba mate, so I have a beer. Uh, whatever you have... Here is to you and yours. Remember, the world isn't always such a terrible place after all. All right? So, cheers, everybody. To you.
and let's continue with the game. Round number one, question number one. Round one, question one. Um, Dakar, Dakar, D-A-K-A-R. I'm not going to make a joke that my uncle would make. Dakar is the capital and the largest city of what country? Dakar, that's D like David, A-K-A-R. Dakar is the largest city and the capital of which country? Question two, question number two. Uh, it turns out diabetes could not kill him. Having a hole in his damn heart could not kill him. Crashing his Ferrari into a telephone pole could not kill him. But the 2009 Tony Awards almost did kill him. The lead singer of Poison, who? So he seemed pretty indestructible, the lead singer of Poison, until the 2009 Tony Awards almost killed him. Who is that? Question number three. Question number three. Red Grange. Red Grange. That's red like the color red. And Grange, like the word range with a G, as in Gary at the front. Red Grange is best known for having played which sport professionally? For a point of extra credit, when he played that sport professionally, he played on two different teams. Name one of the teams for a bonus point. Name both teams for two points of extra credit. Red Grange is best known for having played which sport professionally? For one point of extra credit, name one of the two teams on which he played when he played that sport professionally. For two points of extra credit, name both teams that he played on when he played that sport professionally. Question number four. Question number four. Which presidential name, this is a name that is shared by at least two U.S. presidents, which presidential name was also the title of a magazine co-founded by JFK Jr. in 1995? Which presidential name, again, that is a name that is shared by at least two presidents, which presidential name was also the title of a magazine co-founded by JFK Jr. in 1995. Question number five. Question number five. Which comic strip? Um, it was first published in 1979 and set in the year 1979 and then proceeded forward in time along with our timeline. So like 1980 was 1980. 1990 was 1990, the characters aged, etc. Which comic strip that was founded in 1979 restarted its timeline in 2008? And two points of information about this comic strip. Number one, it's by Lynn Johnston. And two, the title comes from the Anglican Book of Common Prayer. So what comic strip is that? It's by Lynn Johnston. The title is from the Anglican Book of Common Prayer. It started in 1979 and progressed in real time until 2008 when Lynn Johnston rebooted the timeline. Which comic is that?
Question six, question number six, name the ABC television show about Drew and Libby Thatcher and their three kids, Paige, Becca, and Corky. What's the name of the ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, the ABC TV show that focused on Drew and Libby Thatcher and their kids, Paige, Becca, and Corky? Question number seven, question number seven, which author has written the novels The Crossing, The Road, and All the Pretty Horses? Which author has written the novels The Crossing, The Road, and All the Pretty Horses? Question number eight. Question number eight. Which actor? Which actor was originally billed in his first film as Arnold Strong? Which actor was originally billed as Arnold Strong? Question number nine. Question number nine. Earth Day. Earth Day. It has passed. Earth Day is dead. Long live Earth Day. It has its own anthem, it turns out. The anthem to Earth Day is set to a tune that is in the public domain. They wanted everyone to be able to sing their song and not get sued. Um, the song that they set the anthem to uh, goes a little something like this. La da 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 or notes to that effect. What was the original name of that song? So the Earth Day anthem is set to the tune of a song in the public domain that partially goes na 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 What was the original title of that song? And question number 10, round number one, question number 10. Uh, it concerns a very iconic practice. This is something that almost everybody has heard about. It's kind of a trope in movies and television shows. You still see references to it every once in a while. But the practice virtually ended in the 1980s after pediatricians like Dr. Benjamin Spock said that it could traumatize kids during breakfast. It might make them think that the world is a scarier place than it really is. Which iconic practice am I referring to? So what iconic practice that pretty much everybody is still familiar with virtually ended in the 1980s after pediatricians like Dr. Spock said that it could traumatize kids during breakfast. What is that? All right, let's go through all of these questions one last time. Round number one. Question number one, Dakar. Dakar is the capital and the largest city of which country? Question number two, which lead singer of Poison survived many things but almost did not survive the 2009 Tonys? Question number three, Red Grange is best known for having played what sport? For one point of extra credit, Name one of the two teams on which he played that sport professionally. 
for two points of extra credit, name both teams. Question number four, which presidential name that's shared by at least two presidents is also the name of a magazine co-founded by JFK Jr. in 1995? Question number five, what comic strip by Lynn Johnston uh, with a title from the Anglican Book of Common Prayer started in 1979 and progressed in real time until 2008 when Lynn Johnston rebooted the timeline? Question number six, Name the ABC television show that was about Drew and Libby Thatcher and their kids Paige, Becca, and Corky. Question number seven, who has written the novels The Crossing, The Road, and All the Pretty Horses? Question number eight, what actor was billed in his first film as Arnold Strong? Question number nine, the Earth Day anthem is set to the tune of this song. Da 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 What song was that originally? And question number 10, which iconic practice pretty much ended in the 80s after pediatricians like Dr. Benjamin Spock said that it could actually traumatize kids at the breakfast table. It would make them think the world is a lot scarier than it really is. What practice was that? All right, so that's it for round number one. Remember, the thing that I said about the Joker, uh, you get to use it on one of your three rounds. If you're feeling very confident about your answers to round one, you might want to use it. It'll make all of the regular points that you get right double in value. But also remember, the Joker does not double your bonus points. They never double. All right? Let's carry on. If you don't want to hear the answers yet, I suggest that you press pause. And unpause the answers to round number one. Round number one, question number one, Dakar. Dakar is the capital and the largest city in the country of Senegal. Senegal is the answer to that one. Question number two, the lead singer of Poison. Seriously, he has a hole in his heart. He crashed his car, a Ferrari, into a telephone pole. And he's got diabetes, which claims way too many lives every year. But it was actually the 2009 Tonys that almost did him in. It almost, he was almost decapitated by a sign. And he blames that for his later brain hemorrhage. It's Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels is the lead singer of Poison. And it was the Tonys that almost did him in. Which is ironic, because you think he would have died of Poison. Question number four. No, question number three. Question number three, Red Grange. Red Grange is best known for having played what sport? Well, one of the two teams is the New York Yankees. And the answer is football. He played for the NFL. He played for the Chicago Bears and then founded his own team, the New York Yankees. So if you put down football, give yourself a point. And then if you put down football and also put down either Chicago Bears or New York Yankees, give yourself a point. If you got both, you get a point of extra credit. Question number four, the presidential name that is also a magazine co-founded by JFK Jr. in 1995. That is George, George, which was discontinued after his death. Apparently, he did a very good job of steering it when he was alive, which is one thing we know he was good at steering. Question number five, the comic strip by Lynn Johnston, whose title comes from the Anglican Book of Common Prayer. It also had some weird-ass timeline reboot uh, that is 
For better or for worse, for better or for worse. Question number six, the ABC television show about Drew and Libby Thatcher and their kids Paige, Becca, and Corky. That was Life Goes On. Life Goes On. Question number seven, the author of novels The Crossing, The Road, and All the Pretty Horses. They're all books by Cormac McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy. Question number eight, believe it or not, producers did not believe that he would be able to bring in the box office bucks if they used his real name, so they billed him as Arnold Strong, and the answer, it's not Sir John Gielgud. No, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Question number nine, the Earth Day Anthem. Blah, 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 blah. That is originally, that was either Beethoven's Ninth, Beethoven's Ninth, or Ode to Joy. Beethoven's Ninth, or Ode to Joy. And question number 10, the iconic practice that pretty much ended in the 1980s when pediatricians like Dr. Spock said it might freak kids out and traumatize them at breakfast. It's not mom and dad giving each other a kiss. That's kind of weird if you put that. It's also not watching morning news. Many people, in fact, probably more people now watch TV, freaky, awful daytime TV with their kids. Um, it's putting kidnapped kids, their faces, on the milk carton. They were afraid kids would get the wrong idea and think the world is a very, very, very dangerous place when in the 80s it was only just kind of very, very, very dangerous. Um, they, I don't know. I'm no demographer. But anyway, I do know that the answer is putting kidnapped kids' faces on milk cartons. All right, so tally up your scores for that. Remember, if you jokered, all of your regular points double. Your bonus points do not end. Now that you've tallied up said scores, let's continue with the game. Round number two is upon us. Round number two, question number one. Round two, question one. In Bill Cosby's album himself, um, his wife tells him to go make breakfast for the kids. So when he gets downstairs, he looks at a food. He looks at the ingredients on the box. It says eggs, milk, and wheat. So he figures, why not serve it to the kids? Which food does he serve to his kids? Get it basically right for the point. Get it exactly right for a point of extra credit. So in Bill Cosby's album himself, he's got a bit about making breakfast for the kids. He looks at a box of food and it says eggs, milk, wheat. So he gives it to them for breakfast. They even make up a little song. They go, Dad is great. What food did he give them? Get it basically right for the point and get it exactly right for a point of extra credit. Question number two. Question number two. The Three Stooges, the new film by the Farrelly Brothers, The Three Stooges. What three actors star in that film as the Three Stooges? Get one of them, and you get a point. Get two of them, and you get a point of extra credit. And if you can name all Three Stooges, the stars of the Farrelly Brothers, the Three Stooges, you'll get two points of extra credit. Please don't write down more than three actors, though, because that's fishing, and you won't get any points. So name one of the Three Stooges for a point. Name two of them, get a point of extra credit, and name all three of the new Three Stooges who star in the Farrelly Brothers new movie, and you'll get two points of extra credit. 
Question three. Question number three. What song? What song was a big hit for Gwen Stefani in 2003 and for Talk Talk in 1984? What song was a hit for Gwen Stefani in 2003 and Talk Talk in 1984? Question four. Question number four. Inca Cola. Inca Cola. It's the one that looks slightly different from other colas and tastes a lot like bubblegum. Inca Cola um, is often considered the national drink of what country? And this is the country where the drink originated. What country is that? Inca Cola is considered the national drink of which country? Where it comes from? Question five. Question number five. The actor Hervé Villachez. Hervé Villachez. You remember him. He was the guy from the Dunkin' Donuts commercial that went, De plane, de plane. Hervé Villachez will go down in history for two major roles. One of them was on the TV show Fantasy Island. The other was in the film The Man with the Golden Gun. That's a James Bond film. Name one of the two roles that Hervé Villachez will go down in history for and get the point. Name both roles and get a point of extra credit. So Hervé Villachez, the diminutive actor. Tell me either the name of the character he played on Fantasy Island or the name of the character he played in The Man with the Golden Gun. If you name one of them, you get a point. If you name both of them, you get a point of extra credit. Do it. Question number six. Question number six. What 12-letter B word, this is a word that begins with the letter B, like bastard. What 12-letter B word was one of the earliest manifestations of civil aviation? And it's also a word that means to give some speeches. What 12-letter B word, that's a word that begins with B, like Brian. What 12-letter B word is one of the earliest manifestations of civil aviation. It's also a term that can mean to give some speeches. Question number seven. Question number seven. The first private psychiatric hospital. You know, what with all these rehab shows, we see them all the time. But the very first private psychiatric hospital in the U.S. was founded right here in Philadelphia. By what group? This private psychiatric hospital, in fact, is still around. Um, it was the first private psychiatric hospital in the nation of the United States, and it was founded by which group? Question number eight. Question number eight. Uh, you know what a genericized trademark is? That's a word that's not a trademark anymore because it has just become a generic name for a product, like uh, dumpster, or linoleum, or zipper, right? So words that once were trademarks, but now no longer are. They're just generic terms. Bayer, the company Bayer, has lost two different trademarks that it trademarked in the 1800s to genericization. In the U.S. now, they're just generic terms, and Bayer doesn't really hold the trademark on their use. 
Uh, name one of those two trademarks that Bayer lost for the point. Name both and get a point of extra credit. So Bayer, the company Bayer, has lost two different trademarks. They registered them in the 1800s and have since lost them in the U.S. to generic overuse. Name one of those two words and get the point. Name both and get a point of extra credit. Question number nine. Question number nine is again a type of question that I'm sure you have come to know and love. Uh, this is a tune to a song. I want you to tell me what the title of that song originally was, all right? Um, and please, I'm looking for original. Please don't write down, be kind to your web-footed friends. The song goes... Uh, in part, what song is that? So the original name of the song, please, that goes in part, blah, 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 What was the original name of that song? And question number 10, round number two, question number 10, more than halfway through. Round number two, question number 10. It is one word that has many different meanings. It can be a bad shot. It can be the name of a Steve Carell character. It can be the title of a 2005 neo-noir film. It can be the name of a 1998 hit song. And finally, it can be a verb that means to render an electronic device useless. What is it? So one word with a couple different meanings. It can be a bad shot. It can be a Steve Carell character. It can be a 2005 neo-noir film. A 1998 hit song and a verb that means to render an electronic device useless. What is it? All right, let's go through these questions one last time, just in case you missed one. Round number two, question number one. In Bill Cosby's album himself, he has a bit where his wife makes him make breakfast for the kids. He goes down in the kitchen, he's all angry, foul and filth and foul that he's got to make breakfast. And so he picks out a box of food. It says the ingredients are eggs, milk, and wheat. So he serves it to the kids. They're so happy they sing a song that begins, Dad is great. What did he give them for breakfast? Get it basically right for the point. Get it exactly right for a point of extra credit. Question number two, which actors star in the Farrelly Brothers' The Three Stooges as The Three Stooges? If you can get one of them, that's worth a point. If you can get two of them, that's worth a point of extra credit. And if you can name all three actors, that's worth two points of extra credit. Question number three, what song was a hit for Gwen Stefani in 2003 and for Talk Talk in 1984? Question number four, Inca Cola is considered often considered to be the national drink of which country, from which it comes. Question number five, Hervé Villachez will go down in history for his two major roles. One of them was on the TV show Fantasy Island. The other 
is in the film The Man with the Golden Gun. Name one of those two characters and get the point. Name both and get a point of extra credit. Question number six, what 12-letter B word, and that's B as in a baby, what 12-letter B word was one of the earliest manifestations of civil aviation? It's also a word that can mean to give some speeches. Question number seven. The first private psychiatric hospital in the United States was founded by what group? I told you it was founded in Philadelphia and it's still around today. What group founded it? Question number eight. Bayer has lost two different trademarks registered in the 1800s to genericization. Name one of them and get the point. Name both and get a point of extra credit. Question number nine. What song goes in part? Question number ten. And I do need the original name of that song, please. And question number ten. It's a bad shot. It's a Steve Carell character. It's a 2005 neo-noir film. It's a 1998 hit song, and it's a verb that means to render an electronic device useless. What word is that? All right, so shit is not quite down to the wire, but it's getting close. This is where you want to remember that this is the real deal, motherfuckers. So if you don't want to hear me talking while you're trying to think of the answers, I suggest that you press pause. and unpause for the answers to round number two round number two question number one round number two question number one dad is great that's the song that bill cosby's kid sang to him um because he fed his kids some food it had eggs it had milk it had wheat when his wife saw it um I believe that all of the skin on her face peeled off and fire shot out of her eyes and hit him in the stomach. His TV show was a little more realistic than his stand-up. Um, he gave them chocolate cake. If you just put down cake, give yourself a point. But if you agree that Dad is great because he gave us chocolate cake, give yourself a point of extra credit. Question number two. Who play the Three Stooges in the Farrelly Brothers film, The Three Stooges? You have, let's see, Mad TV's Will Sasso. Will Sasso is playing Curly, although for a while, Jim Carrey was putting on weight to play the role. You have Will and Grace's Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes is playing Larry, although it did look like they had Sean Penn sewn up for that role. And Mo. Oh, Mo. For a little bit, it really looked like they were going to get Russell Crowe to play Mo, And then for a while, it was going to be Benicio Del Toro, is what I heard. But you may have seen him on 24. He was really good. He almost killed an old man. It's Chris Diamantopoulos. So if you put down just Will Sasso or Sean Hayes or Chris Diamantopoulos, give yourself a point. If you put down two of them, give yourself a point of extra credit. And if you put down all three, give yourself two points of extra credit. And also, Chris Diamantopoulos, hubba hubba. Question number three, this song that was a hit for Gwen Stefani in 2003 and for Talk Talk in 1984, It's My Life. It's My Life. 
Question number four, Inca-Cola. Inca-Cola is often considered to be the national drink of Peru. Peru, the country of Peru. Question number five, Hervé Villachez will go down in history. Mark my words, that's not just a short joke. For his two major roles, one of them was in Fantasy Island where he played Tattoo, Tattoo. And the other was in The Man with the Golden Gun where he played not Odd Job. Odd Job was taller and slightly more Asian looking. And it was not Tiny Bond. There was no such character as Tiny Bond. No, it was Nick Knack, Nick Knack. So if you put down just knick-knack or tattoo, give yourself a point. If you put down both knick-knack and tattoo, give yourself a point of extra credit. Question number six, the 12-letter B word. That is one of the earliest manifestations of civil aviation. It's weird to think about, but if some crazy asshole hadn't flown his plane through a barn, I wouldn't be able to get to California in like five hours. So thank you crazy asshole. The word is barnstorming. Barnstorming. It also can mean to give some speeches. Barnstorming. Question number seven. The first private psychiatric hospital in the U.S. was founded right here in Philadelphia. It's still there. Unfortunately, it's in northeast Philadelphia. It was founded by the Friends. It's called Friends Hospital or the Quakers or the Society of Friends or the Religious Society of Friends, whatever you want to phrase it as the Quakers or the Friends. Question number eight, Bayer has lost two different trademarks that were registered in the 1800s to genericization. One of them, at least here in the US, it's totally generic. I think in Canada, it's still protected. So ha ha, it's aspirin, aspirin. And the other, uh, they originally marketed it as a cure for morphine addiction. So, yes, we have a nice long history of drug companies just lying through their goddamn teeth. It's heroin. Heroin was the other one. Aspirin and heroin. If you put down one of them, you got a point. If you put down both, you got a point of extra credit. Question number nine. Blah, 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 blah. That was certainly a fine rendition of Be Kind to Your Web-Footed Friends. For a duck, maybe somebody's mother. Uh, however, that is not the original name of that song. That was, I swear to God, the best song ever written by John Philip Sousa. Sousa? Sousa? Let's call it off. And again, sorry, Cole Porter. Uh, it's Stars and Stripes Forever. Stars and Stripes Forever. Question number 10. A bad shot in basketball. A Steve Carell character in Anchorman, a 2005 neo-noir film starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, a 1998 hit song by the Bemfolds Five, and a verb that can mean to render an electronic device useless. They are all brick, brick, brick. Yes, brick. So tally up your scores at the end of that round. Remember, if you jokered round number two, all of your regular points double in value, but your bonus points do not. And also remember, if you did not joke around one and you did not joke around number two, round three automatically jokers for you, even if you forget. But seriously, how hard is it to not forget? Leave a note or tie a string around your finger. With that in mind, let's continue with round number three, our third and final round, round number three. Question number one, Zack Snyder, the director Zack Snyder. You know him. He directed... 
300 and Watchmen. In 2010, he released his first kids film. It's called Legend of the Guardians, and it focuses on a family of what type of animal? For a point of extra credit, the film Legend of the Guardians has a subtitle, right? It's like Legend of the Guardians, colon, blah, 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 blah. What was the subtitle of the film for a point of extra credit? So one more time, Zack Snyder, film director of note. He directed 300 and Watchmen, among others. His first kids film released in 2010 was called Legend of the Guardians. And it focused on a family of what kind of animal? For a point of extra credit, give me the actual subtitle of the film, the thing that came after the colon. Question number two. Question number two. Speaking of bubblegum, which I think I did in round two. That's such an awkward segue. Bubblegum. Bubblegum was invented in Philadelphia, believe it or goddamn not, uh, by the Fleer Company. The first commercially successful bubblegum put out on the market in 1928 was called Double Bubble, and I believe it's still available. And it still cuts your gums. Uh, anyway, that was not the world's first bubblegum. Fleer actually invented an earlier bubblegum in 1906. It was called Blibber Blubber. But Blibber Blubber never made it to the market. Why not? Was it A... Blibber Blubber tasted like vanilla, but smelled like vinegar. B. Blibber Blubber had to be chewed for up to three hours before you could blow a bubble. C. Blibber Blubber was not non-toxic. Or D. If your Blibber Blubber bubble popped and the gum got on your face, you needed turpentine to remove it. So three of those are bullshit reasons that Blibber Blubber never made it to the market. One of them really is real. Which one is the real reason that Blibber Blubber, invented in 1906, never became a successful bubblegum? A. It tasted like vanilla, but smelled like vinegar. B. It had to be chewed for up to three hours before you could blow a bubble. C. It was not non-toxic. Or D. If a bubble popped and it got on your skin, you needed turpentine to remove it. Question number three. Question number three. Which band? This is a very good band, in my opinion. Which band has had members such as Timo Ellis, Yuka Honda, Sean Lennon, and Miho Hattori, and its name comes from Italian for crazy food. What's the name of that band? It has had members like Timo Ellis, Yuka Honda, Sean Lennon, and Miho Hattori, and the band's name comes from Italian for crazy food. What band is that? Question number four. Question number four. Uh, I'm going to read you a slang term. House dick. 
House Dick. House, like the TV show that stars Hugh Laurie. Dick, like the film that starred Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams. House Dick. That is a slang term that you might um, have come across in the works of Raymond Chandler. But it's non-slang definition that also has the initials HD. You might have come across in a song by They Might Be Giants. So what is a house dick? It's a phrase you might have come across, a slang term in the works of Raymond Chandler. The non-slang definition also is a two-word phrase with the initials HD, just like house dick. And it's a phrase that you might have come across in a song by They Might Be Giants. What is a house dick? Question number five. Question number five is about Rambo, the force of freedom. That's what the kids cartoon in the 80s called him. Anyway, Rambo. What did his mother call him? What was his first name? Both in the book First Blood and in all the Rambo movies, what was Rambo's first name? Question number six. Question number six. The People's Republic of China. The People's Republic of China has two special administrative regions. These are regions of China that have their own laws because they were previously controlled by Europeans and then integrated back into the People's Republic of China. Name one of the two special administrative regions of the PRC and get a point. Name both special administrative regions of the People's Republic of China, and you will get a point of extra credit. So the People's Republic of China, there are two special administrative regions. Name one of them, you get a point. Name both of them, you get a point of extra credit. Question number seven, question number seven. This is the part where I read you four words, all right? So if your short-term memory is on the less reliable side, you might want to write these four words down. The four words are fish, fish, like seafood, or the television detective, fish. Whore, whore, like a mean name for a prostitute, whore. Scare, like what a scarecrow does to crows, scare. And war, war, as in what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Good God. War. So fish, whore, scare, and war. There's one English word that either goes before each of them or it goes after each of them, and you get four familiar compound words. What word is that? So there's one word that just goes before fish, whore, scare, and war, or it only goes after all of them. What one word makes four familiar compound words? Question number eight, question number eight, the actor Kira Sedgwick, Kira Sedgwick, she is TV's The Closer. Kira Sedgwick, 
uh, went on another television show called Finding Your Roots. That's where they do genealogical research and shit. She was surprised to find out that she is the tenth cousin once removed of whom? Kira Sedgwick of TV's The Closer. She went on to another TV show, Herman Lewis, Henry Lewis Gates Jr.'s Finding Your Roots, and she found out that she was the tenth cousin once removed of whom? I told you she was a little surprised to find that out. Who was it? Question number nine, question number nine. German soldiers. There were a bunch of German soldiers that Great Britain hired to fight on the Loyalist side during the American Revolutionary War. This group of German soldiers had an H name, H, right? So it begins with the letter H, like good King Henry. What is the name of that group of German soldiers? So which H word is the name for the group of German soldiers hired by the British to fight on the Loyalist side during the American War for Independence? And question number 10, round number 3. Question number 10. The answer is an acronym, okay? So it's something like um, LASER or HBO. It's a string of letters that stand for words. What acronym? Um, there's, it can be at least two different things. You know, they share an acronym. On the one hand, it can be a Catholic religious education program. On the other hand, it can be the name of the sensor chip in your digital camera that replaces the film. So what acronym can be the name of a Catholic religious education program? It's also the name of the sensor chip in your digital camera. Get the acronym and you get the point. Tell me what the acronym stands for in one of those two cases, you get a point of extra credit. And if you can tell me what the acronym stands for in both the Catholic Religious Education Program and in the camera censorship, you get two points of extra credit. All right, and let's go through all of these questions one final time, round number three. Question number one, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder is the director of films such as 300 and Watchmen. He made a kid's movie in 2010 called Legend of the Guardians. It focused on a family of what type of animal? For point of extra credit, give me the actual subtitle of that film. Question number two, Double Bubble. I always thought that was the world's first bubblegum introduced by Fleer of Philadelphia in 1928, but it turns out Fleer had invented a bubblegum in 1906 called Blibber Blubber. However, Blibber Blubber never made it to the market. Why not? A. Blibber Blubber tasted like vanilla, but smelled like vinegar. B. Blibber Blubber had to be chewed for up to three hours before one could blow a bubble. C. Blibber Blubber was not non-toxic. Or D. If a Blibber Blubber bubble popped and got on your skin, you needed turpentine to get it off. Which of those is the real reason that Blibber Blubber never made it to the market? Question number three. Which band has had members like Timo Ellis, Yuka Honda, Sean Lennon, 
and Miho Hattori. And the name of the band comes from Italian for crazy food. Which awesome band is that? Question number four, what is a house dick? House dick is the slang. I'm looking for the more proper term. It also has the initials HD. Uh, I told you house dick. You might have come across that slang in the works of Raymond Chandler. The other HD phrase you might have come across in a song by They Might Be Giants. Question number five, what was Rambo's first name in the novel and the film First Blood? And I'm pretty sure all the other films, what was that character's first name? Question number two, there are two special administrative regions of the People's Republic of China. Name one of them, you got a point. Name both, you get a point of extra credit. Question number seven, fish, whore, scare, war. There's one English word that attaches either at the beginning of each of them, or there's one English word that attaches at the end of each of them. When it attaches, you get four familiar compound words. What word is that? Question number eight, Kira Sedgwick, the star of TV's The Closer, went on Henry Louis Gates Jr.'s Finding Your Roots and found out that she was the tenth cousin once removed of whom? Question number nine, what H word is the name for the group of German soldiers hired by the British to fight on the Loyalist side during the American Revolutionary War? And question number 10, the answer is an acronym. It can be both a Catholic religious education program or the name of a censor chip in your digital camera that does the job that film used to do. Name the acronym. If you can tell me what the acronym stands for in either the Catholic religious education program or the camera censorship, you get a point of extra credit. If you get both right, you get a point of extra, extra credit. Okay, so this is exciting, our third round. Um, don't forget to Joker if you didn't. Also, don't forget that if you do forget to Joker, it doesn't matter. It still gets Jokered for you, even if you forgot. But don't forget. All right. And if you don't want to hear me making noise with my face, not so much the nose, though. Damn allergies. Uh, if you don't want to hear the answers yet, I suggest that you press pause. And unpause. The answers, the very fine answers to some fair to middling questions. Round number three, Question number one, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, he directed 300, he directed Watchmen, and he also directed Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. Legend of the Guardians, it focuses on a family of owls, you know, who, who, that kind of owl. And the subtitle is The Owls of Gahul. Question number two, Double Bubble ain't got shit on Blibber Blubber, but Blibber Blubber never made it to the market. Why not? It's not that Blibber Blubber had to be chewed for up to three hours before you could blow a bubble. I don't think even modern gum can stand up to that amount of chewing. It turns to putty in your mouth. Uh, it's also not non-toxic. For all I know, Blibber Blubber was non-toxic. And it had nothing to do with a vinegar-like smell. No, it was D. If you got it on your skin, it was like sap. You needed turpentine and a fair amount of harsh scrubbing to get it off of your skin. 
Yay, technology. I'm glad Bubblegum doesn't still do that. Question number three. The band whose members are Sean Lennon, Miho Hattori, Timo Ellis, and Yuka Honda. The name of the band comes from Italian for crazy food. It's not like loco comida or anything like that. It's Chibo Mato. Chibo Mato. A great band. Question number four. A house dick. What is a house dick? It has nothing to do with heavy-duty dildos or anything like that. No, a house dick is a hotel detective. Hotel detective. My little. Question number five. Rambo's first name. Believe it or not, he was just a plain Jane, or rather a plain John. John Rambo. John Rambo. Question number six, the two special administrative regions of the People's Republic of China. I told you these were areas of China that had been previously controlled by Europeans, but then became a part of the PRC and then had their own special laws. One of them, yes, is Hong Kong. Hong Kong is an answer. And if the other one that you put down was Taiwan, you might have a future in the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, no, it's Hong Kong and Macau. Macau and Hong Kong. Question number seven. Fish, whore, scare, and war. What English word attaches to all four of them to make four familiar compound words? Uh, you can monger each of them. You can be a fishmonger or a whoremonger or a scaremonger or a warmonger. And really, warmongers. What are they good for? Question number eight. Kira Sedgwick on Finding Your Roots was surprised to find out that she was the 10th cousin once removed of whom? I think she was surprised because she thought she would be the 7th cousin nunce removed. It's her husband, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Question number nine. The German soldiers hired by the British. Actually, when I say hired by the British, get this funny story. Uh, the British government would pay money to some rich German fucks, and then a whole bunch of poor German dudes were sent to fight over here, and if they didn't, they would be killed. And it's only funny, because we killed a whole bunch of them on Christmas. Question number 10, the answer is an acronym. I told you it can be the name of a religious Catholic education program, or the name of the sensor chip in your camera that does the job of that film that used to be in a camera. They're both CCD, CCD, like Clearance, Clearwater, Devolution, CCD. And uh, you got a point of extra credit if you could tell me that CCD either stood for Charge-Coupled Device, Charge-Coupled Device. That is not the Catholic Religious Education Program. That is the chip in your camera, a Charge-Coupled Device. And the other one, the Catholic Religious Education Program, it is confraternity of christian doctrine confraternity of christian doctrine or charge couple device if you put down one of them you got a point if you put down both you got a point of extra credit all right that was relatively painless people thank you for sticking with it i hope somebody won and is happy if we have a tie we're about to break it all right, this is the way that tiebreakers work in this game. Just in case we do have a tie, the two teams or the two people or whatever who are tied, I'm going to ask you a question. The question has a numerical answer. Whichever comes closer to that number, either over or under, will win the game. 
All right? So you can go over, you can go under. It doesn't matter, except if there's a secondary tie. If one team is over by a certain amount and the other team is under by that same exact amount, in that special situation, showcase showdown rules kick in and the game will go to the lower guess, all right? So you can go over, you can go under, but if there's a second tie, the game goes to the under guess. All right, I think you got it. Anyway, the question is Mount Naira Gango in the Congo. Mount Naira Gango has had the fastest measured lava flow on Earth. How fast did the lava go? Uh, just give it to me in tens of miles per hour, please, right? And whoever is closest to that decade of miles per hour will get it. So Mount Nairagungo, how fast did that lava go? You'll have at least 30 seconds. Okay, now while they work on that, I would like to say thank you for listening. Also, many thanks uh, to Steve from New Music Transmission for doing the intro blisteringly good steve he has a music podcast if you like music and or you like podcasts you should check it out it's new music transmission you can find it on itunes uh what else if anyone knows of any good over-the-counter sinus medicine please please shoot me an email oh and also no real news if you've listened this far and you still find yourself enjoying the sound of my voice maybe you would like to be a contestant on an actual live version of the Three-Way Quizzo podcast. Um, if you are interested, we would do it via Skype. So just email me if you have access to Skype and you think you and your team, or just you, would be a good contestant. Shoot me an email. I'm trying to get this done in the next, maybe next week, if the stars are right, maybe in a month. We'll see. But anyway, shoot me an email, and if I have enough interest... We'll start playing this for real, yo. Anyway, that's it. I'm hopped up on the shittier allergy medicines that aren't even working. Or maybe they are, and I would be in hell if I hadn't taken them. I don't know. I don't care. All I know is that I feel like my butt is floating. The fastest lava flow ever measured on Earth was measured on Mount Naira Gungo, and the lava, I'm not making this up, flowed at 60 miles an hour, six zero miles an hour. I can't run that fast. 60 miles an hour. Bravo to whoever won the tiebreaker. And so with that, I will say farewell to you all. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, listeners. Hello, Pablo. And goodbye, Pablo. And later. <laughs>